Uh, good morning, everybody. My name is Jonathan G. I'm the vicar here. Uh, if you're here for the first time, you are extremely welcome. Uh, thank you to Andy to stepping in to lead the service this morning. I was due to lead the service. Eleanor was due to give the talk, but Eleanor's got COVID, so I've decided I will do the talk because it gives me a chance to use my string quiz that I haven't done for ages. An old favourite. Some of you haven't seen the string quiz for years, and some of you new people have never met the string quiz. Uh, so the string quiz is an ancient quiz. You can tell how old it was because I made this about 25 years ago. And if I'd found out with more, t if I'd found out with more time that I was going to be the talk, I might have made a new one for you. But anyway, this is an ancient quiz and a bit of an heirloom. And we're going to look at the story of the conversion of St. Paul today. Now, we're going to do it in two ways. We've got a video story then we're going to read the actual account from the Bible, and then we're going to have a quiz on it. So listen carefully so you can answer the questions when it comes to the quiz. Okay? And just before we listen, let's pray. We praise you, Lord, that here in St. Paul's Church, we get to celebrate the story of the conversion of St. Paul. And we pray that as we hear the story again today, and as we think about it together, you will speak to us. Whether we've heard the story hundreds of times, or whether it's new for us today. Speak, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's show the video first. The Miracle of Mercy. Paul. This is Saul. Saul was a Pharisee who hated the followers of Jesus so much that he would hunt them down to be brought to trial in Jerusalem. and he would even seek to murder them. Saul was uttering threats with every breath and he was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He asked him to write a letter to the Jews in Damascus that would allow him to arrest any Christians he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. Now Saul went on his way, and as he came near Damascus, a light from heaven flashed around him, and he heard a voice that said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul cried out, Who are you, Lord? And the voice said, I am Jesus. Rise and go into the city and you will be told what to do. So Saul got up and he opened his eyes, but he couldn't see anything. So the men who were with Saul led him into the city. After three days, a man named Ananias came to Saul. He put his hands on Saul and immediately, Saul could see again, and with that, Saul became a follower of Jesus. He became the very thing he had tried to hunt, and he immediately began telling people that Jesus is the Son of God, and he taught them about the mercy of God that he had received. And all who heard him were amazed. He then went by a new name, Paul, as he began preaching not just to the Jewish people, but to everyone. Despite many difficulties like being imprisoned, shipwrecked, 
and narrowly escaping death multiple times, Paul continued to preach about Jesus. Paul said that he would do everything he could to save people and help them know God. And that's just what he did in order to reach people who would otherwise be unreached. And many came to know Jesus because of what Paul said. Paul taught many in his day through his letters, but even more have come to learn more about Jesus through the letters of Paul that can be read even to this day. So it is a wonderful, wonderful story of how God took the most unlikely person, Saul of Tarsus, and changed him into Paul, the great apostle, the follower of Jesus. And God is at work all over the place. Uh, you have no idea who he's at work in. Some of the most unlikely people to become Christians, you think will never become Christians, God's at work in them. So anyway, I'm going to read the story as it's actually written in the Bible from Acts chapter 9. Now listen up again. You need to know all this to be able to answer the questions coming up. So Acts chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found anyone there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but they did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing, so they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind, and he didn't eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision. Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he's seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he's done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he's come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this is the string quiz. Now the way it works is the, the church is divided into two, this half and that half. If you're in the balcony, that half and that half. You know which pews you're sitting on. I'm going to ask five questions to each side. And if you get the question right, you get to come and pick a bit of string. And all the bits of string are different lengths. There's some long ones, there's some medium ones, and there's some really small ones. And I need two helpers. Juliet, sweetheart, could you come and 
be this side. Is Lydia still around? Where's Lydia? She's still around. Lydia, can you, can you tie knots? Can you sit on, sit, on, sit on the steps there? Juliet will tie together the bits of string on this side. Lydia will tie together the bits of string on this side. And then we'll see which side has won. So are you ready? This side first. So we're thinking about the conversion of St. Paul, but that wasn't the name he had when he was growing up and at the start of the story. Does, does anybody know what his name was? Can you remember? Hands up. Saul, that's right, well done. Come and pick a bit of string. You might get a short one, you might get a long one. Just one, that one. Oh, it's one, there we are. Give that to Lydia, well done. Well done, big round of applause here. Now, this question's a bit harder on this side. Saul grew up as a very religious person. I said it in the video to start with. Uh, a particular sort, Saul was a... Does anybody know what he, what he was? A, there was a group of religious people who get a bit of a bad press in the Bible. Saul was a... Anybody know? I saw John with his hand up. Who, who wants... Who, come on, this isn't being a grown-up question. Oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Saul was a... Pharisee. That's right, he was. You got it. That's what I was looking for. Come and get a bit of string. Big round of applause over here. Now, the Pharisees, by and large, were quite a good bunch of people. They get a bit of a bad press because uh, you meet some bad ones in the New Testament. Uh, one bit of string. They're all a bit frayed. There we are. Yeah, you've got a short one as well. Oh, it's even so far. Well done. Big round of applause over here. So, the Pharisees, though, by and large, they were determined to serve God and obey his word, come what may. The trouble was they were so determined to do it in the old ways, they missed out, by and large, on Jesus when he came. And Saul was a Pharisee, and he was determined that the followers of Jesus were wrong, that Jesus was wrong, Jesus had been killed on a cross, couldn't possibly be God's Messiah. And he was going to stamp them out because they were wrong. So he had a go at stamping them out in Jerusalem. Then he wanted to go to another town to stamp them out. Saul got letters to go to the town of, where was it he was going to? Who knows? The town of anybody? Jonathan Bush knows. Come on. Where was he going? He was. Well done. Look at this. Big round of applause. For <laughs> ah, and you've a big round of applause for choosing the smallest bit of string there. Well done, Jonathan. That's, a, that's an act of grace for everybody else. So Saul was going to Damascus when on the way something dramatic happened to him. What happens on the road to Damascus? Zoe, I think, was quickest. A blinding light. Well done. Come and get a bit of string. If, and a big round of applause. A light from heaven flashed all around him. Now, what are we going to do? Lots of the small ones have gone already, so you never know. You might get a big one. Oh, quite a long one. Well done, Zoe. Good round of applause for that bit of string. Now, if you're in the front half of church, just turn round and look at, you can wave at the lovely people in the balcony, but that window at the back tells the story of St. Paul's life, and the left-hand window, you can see there's a blinding flash of light there. That's the lightning. There are four other bits to Paul's story, but we'll tell you about them another time. Uh, you know, I get to see this every week, but there's the, the blinding flash of light. So, with the blinding flash, uh, Saul fell to the ground and he heard a voice from heaven. Who can remember what the voice from heaven said? 
Who can remember? Now we've got lots of tiny people here, so we may need some grown-ups to do this as well. Who hasn't answered a question yet? We may get the front row to answer all the questions, but let's just see. What did the voice from heaven say? Andrew Rolls is on the edge of his seat, itching to answer the question. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Big round of applause for Andrew. Come and get a bit of string. Andrew had that look on his face, thinking, well, if no one's going to put my hand up, I will. So um, there he did. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? That's exactly right. Here you go, Andrew. Oh, it's pretty good. It's, it's going to be quite even so far. Here we go. So he heard this voice, but he had no idea. What did he say? Well, how did he respond? Karis. Who are you? He did say, who are you? He said, who are you, Lord? Actually, come and get a bit of string. So he recognized that there's, yes, big round of applause for Karis, who's been listening up well. Here we are, still in the New Wine Kids t-shirt. Has that been washed yet, do you think, since New Wine? Every time I see you, in the, very good. There we go, a good bit of string. Excellent, well done, big round of applause for Karis again. So, blinding flash of light. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? And the voice answered, what did the voice answer? Yes. I'm Jesus. He did. Big round of applause. Well done. Well done. I am Jesus. Here we go. We're running out of choice now. You see, you can't see how long. Oh, look at that. Well done. Hey, we needed a long bit on this side. Well done. That comes to Lydia. Sorry? Give it, to, give it to Lydia. She's going to tie them together, and we're going to see at the end which side has won. So this is amazing for Saul of Tarsus. He was sure that Jesus was not the Messiah. He was sure that Jesus was under God's curse for dying on a cross. He was sure that the Christians were wrong. He was going to stamp them out. And now he's met the risen Jesus. And uh, something he, he saw him, we saw this light, what did the light do to him? It made him blind. Well done. Come on out. Excellent. Well listened. Everybody's been listening really well. Three bits of string there. I can't remember whether there's small ones or long ones left. Let's see. Oh, medium size. Well done. Very big round of applause. We've got two bits of string left. And then we'll see who's got the longest string, and we'll see how good Julia and Lydia are at tying knots. So we'll see how they hold. Uh, so he was blinded, and he was led into Damascus for three days. Can you imagine what it was like not to be able to see? And in that three days, he must have reworked his whole theology. He knew the whole Old Testament really well. So if Jesus is risen, and I've met him and heard from him, and he's the Lord, then something on the cross must have been God, perhaps the Christians are right and God's working in him to the point where he's reworking his whole theology, the most unlikely person. So then God brings someone else into the story. There was a Christian in Damascus, there were quite a lot, but this particular Christian God spoke to and told him to go and visit Saul of Tarsus who was in a house on Straight Street. What was the name of the Christian in Damascus? Go on, Will. What was Ananias, well done. I'm going to bring you, well done, Will. I'm going to bring you the string. Oh, no, it's a very good. Well done, Will. Ananias. Now, 
I think Ananias is the hero of this story. The Christians in Damascus, they're following Jesus. They've heard about all the persecution in Jerusalem. They hear that Saul is coming to persecute them. They'll be worried. They'll be praying. And Ananias has this vision from the Lord where he hears the Lord say, go to Saul of Tarsus. I love the fact that Ananias says, Lord, I think you're making a bit of a mistake here. Uh, Surely you mean someone else. Uh, I've had that sort of conversation with the Lord from time to time. Uh, The Lord does not make mistakes. (laughs) Ananias obeyed, and he went, and he went to Saul of Tarsus, and he laid his hands on him and prayed for him. And Saul could see again. Ananias called him Brother Saul. I recognize you as a fellow Christian. And Saul was so changed around that he changed his name. Now, here's the easiest question for this side. What was the name that he changed to? Right at the back over there. Is that Thomas at the back over there? Paul, it was. Well done. Come on. Very good. Well done. Now, you have, you have no choice over the bit of string. It might be tiny or long, but let's see. Pretty good. If you give that to Juliet. So in a moment, we'll just see who's got the longest bit of string. We'll see which side has won the famous ancient string quiz that hasn't been used for so long and may not be used for years to come. So I'm making the most of it. I'm not allowed to do many all-age talks anymore, so it's a real treat that I get to do the the string quiz. And we'll see whether it's ever going to happen again. But just a couple of thoughts before we measure the length of string. One about St. Paul. He He had to surrender his life to Jesus. As we were praying before the service, someone had a picture of a white flag, the sort of one you'd wave in surrender. But it's a very active surrender. It's not, well, okay, Lord, whatever. He chose to bow his knee to Jesus as Lord. He was baptized. He became a follower of Jesus. There may be someone here in church today or someone watching who knows that Jesus is Lord, who knows it's true, but never got to the point of saying, but I'm going to follow you. And if that's you, today would be a brilliant time to say, okay, Lord, you are the Lord. You may not quite be there yet. And either way, I want to encourage you to come on our Alpha course in the autumn the best way of putting down good foundations for a Christian life, whether you're newly a Christian or exploring it. Uh, I think there'll be a whole lot more people today who may be a bit like Ananias. You pray each day, you read your Bible each day, each day you say, you commit your, pray the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, what do you want to me today? I suspect that for most of us, the Lord will nudge us to go and talk to someone It could be to offer to pray for them. It could be to invite them to Alpha or church. Like Andy was saying, let's invite people. If the Lord puts someone in your mind, uh, then be like Ananias and go. It's unlikely to be as dangerous as it was for Ananias. Uh, These people are probably not trying to put you in prison. Uh, And you never know. You might have the great joy of inviting someone to come to Alpha who comes to share your Christian faith. Now then, the time has come. If Lydia and Juliet can come stand in the middle holding one length of the string. I will hold the other, and we're going to see. You'll need to stand in the same place so this works. There we go. I think, yes, that this side has it. So big round of applause for this side. Thank you very, very, very much to Lydia and Juliet. Juliet has a particular way of tying these knots, so they're strong enough to hold. 
But then when I get home and say, I can't undo these, she says, oh, give them to me. She manages to undo them afterwards. So just in case this string quiz is ever needed again, you never know. It's been many years. Uh, let's, let's have the band back to uh, come and lead us in our next song. Let's stand, and I'll lead us in a, in a prayer. Lord Jesus, how we praise you that you are risen from the dead and that you are alive. How we praise you that you are still in the business of drawing people to yourself, including us. And while not many of us will have had a blinding flash of light, though one or two may have done, we thank you that you have lots of other ways of drawing people to you. Not least the Alpha Course will be running. We pray that you will draw to you through this church family uh, all the people you want to come to faith in you. Thank you that you're at work in this town, this area. We pray your blessing on this town and our nation. And as we invite people to come and learn about you, draw people to you, we pray. And we pray for ourselves that we would be like Ananias, that when you nudge us to invite someone, a neighbor, a friend, a family member, a work colleague, come to Alpha, then may we be like Ananias and do what you say and have the joy of seeing people come to know you. And most of all, we praise you for your amazing grace to us. Just like your amazing grace shown St. Paul that took someone who opposed you and made him into part of your great family. And as we worship you now and as we come to share bread and wine, fill us with your spirit and with love for you. And we pray it all in your great name. Amen.